Hi, and welcome to Juggling with Flowers. I am Mike. And I am Lori, and we are the husband and wife team behind Ava Flora. This is our second episode, and today we're going to cover some questions that were asked on Instagram when we announced that we were starting this podcast. Yeah, we got really good questions from you guys. Very uh, appreciative of that. Yeah. The um, A lot of them stuck out, which I think could be their own episode, which yeah. they most likely will be in the in, in later episodes. So to start with the first one was um, how we juggle it, it all, especially the little one. Yeah, so that's that's a great question. Um, just kind of learning as we go. Um, I, I honestly, I feel like a hot mess most days because it is hard juggling all and um, you know running a, whether you're running a business or working and you have uh, you know a small child. It's just it's really hard. So I think the best way we juggle it is that over time we've learned that we need a team for our son Jake. We need a team of folks that help us watch him you know so we have his nanny we have my parents that help us when we have weddings and you know i think later this year he might end up being in a school for the first time which is to be honest really nerve-wracking for me i'm not sure how how i'm going to deal with that but i think it's something we have to do in order to make sure our time here is productive because uh because it is really hard to to run the business and and also watch him ourselves, which we do most days we are watching him ourselves. So, but so yeah, I think um, you know scheduling, you know creating a schedule for him as much as we can, and that's hard to do, you know in the in the in the wedding or floral floral industry, especially for us. Like every day is different here, every week is different depending on what's going on with retail orders, if we have holidays, if you know what day of the week is a wedding falling on, if it's a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. So it's, every week is different. Mm-hmm. And because of that, we don't really have like a set schedule. So that can make it a little tricky, but so we just try to do our best to plan in advance and. Yeah, and ironically, you know, she put juggling it all, which is uh, I know the essence of the podcast. Right. And, you know, being an entrepreneur or business owner, you're essentially, firemen or fire people right yeah. you're putting out fires all day there's always something coming up and you're constantly juggling everything emails there's always problems there's always sourcing issues with flowers you know what what you know which crops froze <laughs> there's just so much that goes in um you know you know in any business let alone just the floral industry so to it, it is a juggle and having you know being parents it um it certainly adds to it right yeah and like Lori said uh, scheduling just really trying to keep on top of of setting out a plan yeah is how we we found so far which helped us a lot it gives you a peace of mind yeah you know like we're really not schedule people we're not no. planners um we're definitely more kind of spontaneous by nature but becoming parents has you know we've learned that we do have to become planners because jake you know jake needs that so so yeah it's a it's been a learning process for us right yeah so to answer there it was yeah to answer it is is scheduling 
Yeah, scheduling is very important and making sure we have a reliable, trustworthy team to take care of our son because he is the priority, you know, now right. that he that he's in our lives, he is the priority. So, right. and that's hard. It's 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 really hard and it can be costly, you know, depending on your situation where you are. You know, maybe you don't live near your parents, um, so where they can help you, but it's so yeah. Yeah, it's, we're, it's really we're fortunate enough to have really great people in our lives yeah. that attend to Jake. So we're yeah. lucky with that. So that's how we, we juggle that. Yeah. The uh, next question is, um, it was, is it a two-part question, I believe? Yeah, it was just like a general question regarding that they, they want to hear about anything floral, wedding-related, business. Yeah. Tips and tricks. Oh yeah, which we're gonna get. Yeah, most a lot of them were like that. So we're, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll we'll definitely get to those later on. Yeah, as we go, it'll just kind of be, they'll be a little bit involved with every episode. I think uh, you know as we go through yeah. the year. But if they want to get more specific, certainly yeah. uh, ask and we'll answer it the best yeah. best we can. And I think a great tip that we posted last week was that heat gun with melting the wax off of candle holders. Yeah, and. You know, I, we got so many um, DMs about it, and I, I can't believe that we just found out about this um, this device. Well, I remember a florist using a blowtorch. Oh, gosh. Which gave me the idea of why not use a heat gun. And essentially, it does the same thing. So for 20 bucks at Home Depot, highly recommend that. Yeah, it's a game changer. I, honestly, I was so close to just saying no more candlesticks because... It's just so much work cleaning them, and it's just it's just really not worth it, to yeah. be honest. Our our old way of doing it was a bucket of hot water. Yeah, which doesn't really work well with the metal for some reason. No, it just spreads the wax. Yeah, it works. The hot water works well with glass, but for some reason the metal, uh, it just it doesn't yeah, it doesn't brass. work the same. And it gets a green film underneath. Yeah, they almost tarnishes like, the. Uh, yeah. But the heat gun takes away all of that. Yeah. The green. Uh, tarnish everything. Yeah, they look basically brand new. Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. So one example. <laughs> yeah, we'll be getting definitely deeper into that. The third question was here, uh, hearing about being a mom and doing flowers at the same time, which is essentially the same as the first question, juggling, you know, yeah. the scheduling and stuff. So yeah. to answer that, scheduling, we we schedule yeah. it and and plan our week. Um. But I want to really dive into like, you know, we this I feel like could be like a whole episode, like one of those questions where we kind of talk really in depth about, you know, becoming a parent mm -hmm. and how how much of a transition that is in your right. life. Right. Because um, I, I felt, to be honest, like I feel like I had to learn how to become a mom. Like a lot of it is like instinctual, but then some of it isn't. Like I, I feel like I had to really let go of the person I was and kind of grow into being a mom and I didn't I didn't know I'd have to do that you know it wasn't something that I expected but so yeah that that was a learning process but I, I think we can definitely devote like one episode to really diving deep into that yeah but that's actually a stuff I really like to talk about now yeah certainly and another part to that question was what does what made us decide to own a shop and not just doing the event side yeah. So most of my experience is retail. So naturally, when I decided I wanted to open my own business, I thought that's 
what I had to do in order to get my name out to create exposure. I thought I needed a, a brick and mortar store. And, you know, it was something I thought I needed to do and also something I wanted to do. I definitely love the idea of having kind of like a home base, a place to be where, and I know you can do this as with a wedding studio as well, but just being open to the public and creating connections with people in our, in the local area. I just, I really love that, you know, so we were very, um, welcomed by our local community from the start and very supported and it's just such a really a really good feeling to have and at the time you know this was in 2012 Instagram really wasn't what it is now at least not for me anyway I wasn't using it as a marketing tool and so I don't think that now if you were to start your own business you have to have a brick and mortar you can definitely have a home studio or just have a, a studio that is not open to the public so there are definitely different ways to go about starting a floral business now. It's definitely changed. But so yeah, that's why I decided to do it because um, that's where my experience was. Right. Yeah. yeah, that was your passion Yeah. in 2012 to start the brick and mortar store. Yeah. And do weddings on, on the side. And seven years later, it morphed. Yeah, it, it definitely has evolved in its own direction where the weddings have um, become the main part of the business, our main source of income, you know, which is important too. So, so yeah. The fourth question is from a new business owner. She would like to know how we balance it as well as uh, sourcing flowers. Mm. So, yeah, balance is one of those words I'm not super crazy about because I don't, I don't know if there is balance when you own a business and then on top of it being a parent. Like, especially certain times of years, there is no balance. And I, and, I, and I think like it took me a long time to kind of be accepting of that. Like it definitely took me a few years to understand that when, you know, being a business owner, I don't know if there is balance. You know, just like, it's kind of like the same with like perfectionism or being perfect like that's another word I'm not crazy about it's like a I feel like it's a holding too high of a standard for yourself and we're like having to like find balance in life you know I, I don't know if it exists and maybe it means different things to different people mm -hmm. but I don't know it's it's tough for us like certain months out of the year we're working crazy hours and then right now like January February we have a lot of off time and we are able to spend you know, a lot of extra time with Jake and, and taking places, but then that's all going to change once May is here. Right. So, and I'm not going to get upset about it when it happens, you know, because I understand that this is my job. This is what we have to do. Right. But in the beginning, before being parents, when Lori had opened the shop up, there was no balance. No way. It was 100% it was hustle towards the store and build up the name, the company, and the brand. Yeah. So it really depends on where you want to, where you want to go with it, you know. Yeah, I don't it's, think there's one answer to to something like that. I think it depends on what makes you happy. Like I'm happy working. Like I love working. Um, so I mean, I and I also love being with Jake. So sometimes, like, I do get upset if like we have a long day and I'm not with him. You know, I, I definitely miss him and I and I get a little upset that I can't be with him. But I have to you know, be responsible. Like this is our full-time gig. This is our livelihood. And so we need to, so yeah, it's hard. It's, it's definitely hard. Like 
Yeah, I mean, you have to be self-aware. You have to, you know, how much leisure do you want or how much you want to grow the business? You know, if it's a, if it's a side gig yeah. for, I'm sure, a good amount of people, you know, they don't have to, you know, they could really, the scale could be so much more on the, on the leisure side than it is the business side. But for us, you know, this is our jobs yeah. together. So, you know, in the beginning, there really wasn't a balance. And for the seven years of experience, I think I think we learned. Once you get the brand and your, um, you, you know, your, your company in, in somewhat order, then you kind of like find the balance. Like I feel like we're finding balance now. Yeah, once you become, I think, a little established, you can kind of, you know what your limits are, like what you're comfortable, the, the amount of work you're comfortable taking on, like what you can, what you can handle. Right. Like this is going to be our busiest wedding season yet. And mm-hmm. I think like we've learned like, okay, like we know what our max is. Like, right. Um, we'll, we'll know a lot at the end of the year. Yeah. Of where we stand and how much more we could take on or do we have to take on less for next year? Yeah. So the balance comes with experience, I think. Yeah. In, in the you know, but you know that it really depends on where you want to take it. Yeah. You know, how Just, how much you want to grow it. You know. Yeah. So everybody's situation is different. That's why I don't think there's one answer to this. So it just it's just about what makes you happy. Right. Yeah. The, I mean, we could definitely get deeper into that. I think so. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. The um, another part to that question was how we source flowers. Yeah, so sourcing flowers—that's definitely the hardest part of our job, by far. And just because we're at the mercy of Mother Nature, um, seasonal availability, farm production, there there are just so many factors that that come into play when you're ordering flowers for weddings or events or retail. And so I think that it's helpful to have like a list of. Uh, suppliers that you like to work with so instead of just focusing on one have a list of several maybe three to five sources that you can order from so if one source does not have for example a variety of a rose that you that you like to use then you have a backup you have a plan B and a plan C so that's what I've learned over time that it's helpful to have a list of uh, reliable sources that you know, and you know, you kind of just learn over time who you like to order from, who has the better quality, who has um, more of a variety. And yeah, every source is going to have their own strengths, right? Right, absolutely. We work with a, a rose company in California, right? Yeah. That's their specialty, so that's one of our sources. We, we work with one in New York City and yeah. one local on Long Island. So it's nice to have that variety. It also depends on, you know, your budget for flowers for the wedding or whatever event. Yeah, that's another huge factor that comes into play. But yeah, just in general with sourcing, I think just having a nice list yeah. and just kind of experimenting, ordering from different from different vendors. And isn't there a way to kind of link up who we who we order from? Yeah. So we can we can link up who the vendors are that we we love to order from. They could put that in the show notes. Yeah. Mm hmm. And then, and then you can always just try to, you know, just kind of order things and see how you like the product and just, you just kind of learn as you go. Right. And eventually when you build a relationship, they, um, you know, they, they learn your aesthetic and your style and, um, they, they're definitely going to work with you. Yeah. You know, they're going to help you out along the way. So just find, finding reliable 
sources is key and build that relationship it's, it's very important yeah just be be kind and respectful and and yeah i think that that really helps mm -hmm. for sure <clears throat> and again we'll be getting deeper into that yeah later on there was a, a second part to that question was uh, finding the same joy in working when it when it becomes about money and maybe even the new joys you found yeah, that's a great question, especially when you're a business owner. And I, I think more so when it's your full-time gig, it's hard not to focus on money. If you have overhead, if you, you know, you definitely have expenses to pay or if you have a family to support, it's hard not to focus on that. So, so yeah, I think that... I think if it's a passion, yeah, the money, it's, it's going to come yeah. regardless. To yeah. think, if you're doing it for the money, that, that's hard. Yeah, that's because something. Because there's no passion yeah. in it. And, you know, chances are it might not be, it might not last, which is okay because some people just want to maybe just build the company up and sell it because mm -hmm. that's their business mind. But if, I mean, for us, our joy is flowers and, and the industry. So, yeah. Like I, I love working. Like I definitely, I definitely love being here. And there have definitely been. I mean, I definitely can relate to this question. There have definitely been times, especially in the beginning, like certain months where, you know, maybe like the sales weren't that great here, and it was slow. And I'd right. be sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, what, you know, what is happening? Like, you know, why is it so slow? Or, you know, am I? Is this, you know, am I going to end up closing? You know, what, you know what is going to happen so it's hard it's definitely hard not to worry but i think that what i've learned over time is to kind of redirect your focus on positive things and just you just constantly have to be proactive and and doing things so if you are in the floral industry you know maybe it's scheduling a small photo shoot with a photographer that you really like just you know kind of playing with color playing with different textures just to get your creative juices flowing you know i think that's one way to kind of just create some new joys so and, and you're not really working with client expectations you're not worrying about budgets you're just creating just to create right so um and especially today with social media and you know especially instagram for 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 uh, florists or anybody in the wedding industry if, if it's something you really are passionate about and, and it does bring you joy, money's going to come. This is, yeah. you know, there's infinite amount of ways today to make money. So, yeah, I don't think we, I don't think we have that problem, you know. Not now, but Not I think now. earlier on, like I can relate to this. I've had For times sure. where I, I, you know, I had some kind of yeah. like dark moments or dark, yeah. I was going through some dark times where I was worried and not really knowing, right. you know, if I was going to make it. But then... I just learned to redirect my focus and yeah and that's where the passion shines through yeah you really have to know what what you want to do you know yeah and where you want to take the business yeah but yeah i mean it i, I could i could definitely understand how that could be a problem for a lot of people oh yeah you know especially starting out yeah but if your passion's there uh for sure the money's gonna come yeah because people see that you know i believe that they see that passion and just yeah. there's so many ways to to make money nowadays yeah 
just focus on what's in front of you. Just right. focus on right. putting out consistent work and I think that's the best way to go about it. Right. Yeah. The money aspect's hard. It's hard to chase that. Mm-hmm. It's an easy way to lose focus. Yeah. For sure. And uh, this, the other part to that question was finding new joys. Well, yeah, I think, you know, kind of touching that a little bit, just like just being proactive with your creativity, whether it's through a photo shoot or, you know, I'm trying to write more journal posts on the website, um, you know, starting this podcast, mm-hmm. which is something you're really passionate about. I mean, I love podcasts too, but it's, this is definitely your your creation. Yeah. So, so yeah, I think just, just being proactive and looking forward. Right, and it just evolves. I mean, I mean, think back in 2012, you know, Instagram wasn't as powerful as it is today. And, no. You know that now it becomes a joy to to uh, you know put out that photo for the post and then and writing the copy for it. Yeah. You know, that's a joy. Uh, joy is you know writing the blog or doing um, video work, which we plan on doing this year. We plan on vlogging some of our um, our weddings, the before and after, meaning like the. Um, production of it and then the day of so that that's something we're gonna venture into which is one of our new joys right yeah we're excited about showing you more behind the scenes so So, we're just gonna yeah yeah, we're dabbling into the to writing uh, audio and video yeah so that's that's the joys that we found and and you're right I mean seven years like in 2012 that was it wasn't it wasn't that it wasn't a thing but it wasn't as powerful as it is today right right definitely not and um also what does your team look like or do we do it all some days we do it all ourselves Mm -hmm. sure um but we definitely don't during wedding season you know we definitely have a, a good core team that we can rely on and trust and you know for the most part it is me and mike running the business and then we have a part time designer alana who is here she helps us out with retail and then with weddings and then we have like a core list of freelancers that we work with for wedding work and then we have like our our core setup team that is always with us right that helps us with the setup the breakdown all of that just kind of like the manpower because it is a very physical job which i don't think i think a lot of people don't realize like if you're not in the industry you don't understand like how how much physical work goes into setting up floral decor for a wedding right so so yeah so you know it could be a small team of just me and mike or we could have six people helping us it really depends on the size of the wedding and the amount of work involved yep and we do have an amazing team that works with us and uh yeah i mean our our job is to work for them you know yeah when it all comes down to it so i mean essentially we do it all but without them you know, no way. We wouldn't be where we are today. Yeah. So, but yeah, I think I think those were they were they were such great questions, and I was so excited to have people commenting on the photo and receiving all of the positive support. That just that was just really a beautiful thing. Yeah, it so. makes it makes it exciting for us to keep yeah to keep doing this and um, you know providing as much value as we can. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So. Basically, the other questions were, 
very general and, and about this wedding stuff, floral stuff, business tips and tricks, which we'll get into yeah. later on. But um, for now, I guess that's it. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for taking the time to listen. And hopefully we don't sound awful. <laughs> right, I'm, sure, I'm sure this is going to evolve over time, yeah. just like the company did. Um, yeah. But yeah, we thank you, and um, we'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah, thank you. Hi, and welcome to Juggling with Flowers. I am Mike. And I'm Lori, and we are the husband and wife team behind Ava Flora. This is our third episode, and today we wanted to talk about our early struggles with Instagram and how having the wrong mindset can keep you from reaching your goals and being creative. And we have three ways that really helped us kind of get out of that black hole and kick that Instagram comparison to the curb and so we hope this is something that really helps you guys as well and so I'm going to read these three key points and then we'll dive back into them and talk more in detail so the first one is to ask yourself who are you posting for and why are you posting the second is to stop caring about what other people are doing and the third is to redirect your focus to other platforms rather than investing 100% of your time in one platform. Yeah, the first one, um, you went through that prior to last year. Yes. With the um, struggling of what to write, what to post. Um, you would constantly ask me, does this sound good? And I feel like right there is a red flag. Because right. It's just not you, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. just not, like it wasn't, I'm not saying it wasn't you, but it was just like, you know, you shouldn't have to ask me if it sounds good. You know? I know. Yeah, that that didn't feel good. <laughs> and a lot of but, that stems from judging yeah. yourself and mm-hmm. the people that, whether you inspire to or whatever, look up to. Right. Like, I think once you, like, ask yourself, why am I posting and who am I posting for? Focusing on your your current following your your tribe the people that are already supporting you liking your photos liking or commenting on your photos you know that's that's who i'm posting for our wedding couples our future potential wedding couples our retail clients that's who we're posting for so instead of focusing on how many likes you're getting or how many followers you have or trying to post because you want to get more followers i mean we definitely all want more followers and likes. I mean, let's be honest about that. But I think that is not that shouldn't be the main focus because if that's what you focus on, you're going to lose. Yeah, I think substance is should be your ultimate goal and quality content. Yeah, quality. and not a silly metric as such as following or likes. Right, especially with the algorithm now. You know, I don't really know how that works but i i do know that it definitely affects who's seeing your posts and so to go by how many followers or how many likes you're getting it's just not it's just not a good a good tool to measure your success it's just it's not yeah so i think that once you start focusing on the people that are already supporting you the the followers or the growth will just naturally happen. They'll come. They'll yeah. see that you're authentic and yeah. You know, you interact. People like that interaction and that sense of community because that's what you're building. You're building your own community. You know, that's your brand. 
Right. So that's right. important. Definitely is important. And so the second was to stop caring about what other people are doing, which is really hard to do, especially on Instagram because it's a visual platform yep. and we're in a visual industry. So it's, it's really hard to, it's really hard not to do that because you're looking at photos and then you're seeing where people are, what people are doing, who they're working with, what flowers they're using, what color palettes they're using. And then you're, then you're kind of redirecting that back to yourself. Well, why am I not at that venue? Why am I not getting these colorful palettes for weddings? Or why can't I use those flowers? Or so, so I think that, um, it's 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 a liberating feeling when you stop caring about what other people are doing that's the bottom line like once I let go of that and I felt this weight lifted off my shoulders I didn't want to go back to what I was feeling it's kind of like getting out of a bad relationship in a way like once you once you kind of let go of something that isn't serving you in a healthy way you're it's just I don't know just feels so much better and it takes away from the creativity yeah because you know that's that's the goal in our business is being creative. And when you're comparing your work to somebody else, uh, you know, it's hard to say that there's any, your ways, your imagination, you know, I don't, did you, is it original to you or? Are you copying somebody else? Are you, are you trying to be like somebody it's else? It's easy to copy somebody, but yeah. no, originality is, yeah, it's, it's like a superpower. Yeah. And in a way, it's hard to be original, I think, when it comes to flowers. I mean, we, yeah, we there's all, trends, you know, yeah. there's trends with flowers, styles, colors. Yeah. So but I think that when you so, for example, I think this this might be a good example. So when we have a wedding and we start making the centerpieces, I will take a few photos and short videos that I intend to post on Instagram, but I don't post them in that moment. I'll save them on my phone and post later when the work is done because if my phone is out it just becomes a distraction you know I'm going to look at it I'll be like oh actually let me take another photo this centerpiece looks better than the other one I just took a photo of instead of doing that I just put it in a drawer and then it's away it's out of sight and then I can I feel like I'm more productive when my phone isn't within reach yeah more productive and I feel like there's um you get into a flow yes that state of flow it's like when you're going you're walking in the park Mm -hmm. and your creative juices are flowing and that's where you know my best ideas come from is just walking i miss our park walks <laughs> in, in nature and yeah. it's similar to you know when Lori's on the table and doing the centerpieces for the wedding it's, it's a flow and there is no distraction and creative juices are to flow to, 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 right. to flow and and, and it, it shows in the work you know because right. I'm sure every florist sees this like a certain centerpiece that they make came out like really good, you know, and it's like, it's just funny how that works. Mm-hmm. I always, always, I always found that interesting. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, wow. Like, you know, you just put that one aside to take, to take a picture of and just funny, like how, you know, what the mind goes through at that point right. when that, that special one came out. Not to say that, you know, the others are bad. It's just that this there's always that one that's like, wow, you know. Yeah, it's that's true. Inter- it's interesting to me, and yeah, it's true. And I it's mean, hard to get to that level when your phone's next to you and you're scrolling and you see, 
other people's work. It's like now, now going back to that comparison mode and right. It's just, it's just a bad, vicious cycle. It really is. Yeah, I, I mean, we all have our own eyes and hands. We all have something special to offer. So I think once you start believing in that, and you know, believing in that you have something special and unique to offer, that's when the magic starts to happen. So instead of comparing yourself to somebody else, why aren't why don't my designs look like this or why aren't my clients asking me to use these color palettes? You know, it's you just focusing on what's in front of you and just believing that you have your own special talents is just it just clears your minds and and like you said, you get into that flow. Yeah. And it, it's it's so fortunate that that happens so naturally because it would be so boring if everything looked like you know what you've seen before, right? Right. Because we're all unique and we all have something to offer, and I think people should really embrace that. Exactly. Yeah, nicely yeah. said. So, so yeah, that was the second, and then the third was to redirect your focus to other platforms instead of investing. 100% of your time on one platform. And we're mainly speaking to Instagram because that's where most people are mm -hmm. today. Um, even us, you know, for the past couple of years, that's where we've been focusing a lot of our our time for marketing. And, and now that we've been focusing more on the journal, writing, writing more, um, sorry, journal entries for the website, and then now this podcast, I think that has helped too. Like, because you're you're just not on Instagram all the time because you have other things to keep you busy. Yeah, it's more challenges. It keeps you keeps your keeps you sharp. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. It gives you other ways to be to uh, become creative. Right. Other ways to connect with people, whether they are clients or just other peers in your industry. Yeah. So. So yeah, I think that's super important. And it doesn't have to, you don't have to be on every single platform because really who has the time for that? I think maybe focusing on two to three of them is really it's smart. Start. It's a good yeah, start. Good start. Yeah. And then, you know, you create content through the other platforms and you, you really disperse that and distribute it to other avenues. I mean, we plan on doing that. Mm -hmm. When waiting season starts, we're going to start documenting video footage of, of our production and with the um, our client's consent, hopefully the day of. So try to get that stuff on film. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's exciting. And who knows where that would lead? Maybe, you know, eventually we'll start a YouTube channel or it would be, you know, we could, I don't know, I think there's just, there's just so many different ways to create and Instagram is not the only place no, to be. Definitely, that's our, definitely our goal, to be more media heavy and yeah. Definitely could get onto uh, YouTube. That, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, I feel like I feel like that was really helpful. Like starting to redirect our focus to other platforms. Like I feel like I became happier, and I don't know. Then like the I don't know. I just felt happier about when I was ready to post something, or like if I wrote a journal entry, and then I you know then now I'm posting that to Instagram, so that gave me content for Instagram. So didn't it's it's not. Like it seems like more work, but in a way it's not. Yeah. Yeah, and it's, you find new talents, mm -hmm. which is nice because um, it's, you know, it's, it gets mundane. Right. Just, you know, posting a picture on 
on Instagram and then writing something about it. Like, you know, you got you could do that how many times? It's just I don't know. As entrepreneurs, you know, you like challenges. Absolutely. So that's why we're, you know. Yeah, and this is exciting. Like this podcast is really exciting to yeah. me. It's like it's it's interesting like feeling like a newbie at something because I I I guess I I haven't had that in a long time. No, like, it's, it is challenging. I mean, I listened, you know, I made the mistake of listening back to our past two episodes and you know, I could see like the flaws that me personally I had. I thought you did a great job. Thank you. That's very nice of you. Um, I mean, we both have a lot to learn, I think, yeah, with this. But it's, but it's fun because, you know, the, I don't know. We all have flaws, but it's, it's yeah. fun to have something to, like, work towards. Yeah. We look forward to it. It's We get excited when we're going to record a podcast and, you know, think of topics and potential guests. It's exciting. Yeah, it's it is new, exciting. Yeah, it's a new, new, new adventure for us. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Yeah. It is an adventure. <laughs> this is so funny. The first episode we recorded, I can't believe how much work it actually was. Like, I thought, oh, this is going to be so quick. And But the first episode was under 10 minutes long, and it took us an hour, of just mm, about an, an hour, hour to get it right because yeah. we kept having to start over because we were stumbling our words and just kind of losing track of what we wanted to talk about. And Yeah, it doesn't come natural. No, it doesn't. I mean, I, and I thought it would, but so today I think we did a better job because we kind of wrote some things down. I, hope I mean, so. we, yeah. we don't want it to be scripted. We want to be natural and yeah. candid, yeah. but at the same time, I think kind of writing a few details down was helpful. It was, yeah. We thought a little more about it because the first two we didn't really think too much. Yeah. Well, well, we we were just trying to wing it, I think, and just yeah, yeah. kind of. I mean, we did have a plan. We did answer those questions. The, I think we yeah. could have went deeper in some which we I think we will but yeah um yeah so it, it's it's fun it's a lot of fun yeah so we're going to link up these um key points in the show notes so you guys can look back at them and uh, we definitely would love to hear from you if you have dealt with the same struggles as us um but you know we're always you know we can never stop learning. So if you have some ways that have helped you, definitely feel free to share them with us because we love to just keep learning and keep growing. Yeah. And my key takeaway from this topic, and I feel this way on all platforms, social media platforms, is that, you know, there's such a hunger for um, uh, the search of status. Mm. And I think, I think it's a dangerous game to play. And also a very unnecessary game to play because it's a zero-sum game. And I just feel like people act like there's limited resources to to become successful. And there's not. There's infinite amount of ways. And I know, you know, a status is something that was, it's embedded in our DNA. I mean, that's how our ancestors, that's how, you know, kingdoms became. There was There was status. And... It's not like that today. You mm-hmm. know, there's, there's there's no limit to to becoming successful within your industry, whether right. it's flowers or you know a computer programmer. So, yeah, I just think you know, just don't play that game. There's really no there's there's no there's no positive outlook. And there's there's really no escaping it. Right. You know, nobody has to lose. Right. So, yeah, be kinder to yourself. Love yourself, love your work, and believe that you have your own unique 
creative abilities and stop judging yourself so yeah, harshly. You know, yeah. most importantly, it's going to re you know reflect on you, and you, you you're going to become a better person. But I think your followers and people that you influence are really going to feed off that energy, and it's important. Yeah. yeah, once you get a taste of it, it just I don't know. That's how it was for me. Like it just it's freedom. Just, yeah, you, you exactly. Know, we all we all want that. We mm -hmm. all want freedom. Yeah. Creative freedom, so. And, uh, you know, a free mind, mm -hmm. which is extremely hard to do. If it was easy, you know, we wouldn't have all these problems in the, the world, but, you know, a little bit at a time. Right, step by step. So, thanks for listening today. Yeah, I hope you guys got something out of this. And um, until next yeah. time. Until next time. Thanks, guys. Bye.